Right, resto mods, Chris. Resto mods, they're everywhere at the moment, aren't they? Why don't you just explain the difference between resto mod, mm. continuation car, mm -hmm. and a mint classic? Sounds a bit like a biscuit in mint classic, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. A club, maybe. Uh, so a, uh, a, a classic is just a, a real vehicle that's probably been um, a bit changed over time. It might have the original engine, it might not. Normally when they say it has, it hasn't, because they just bash some the correct numbers into another engine. Uh, but it is the car that was sold when it was new. A continuation car is when uh, a car company finds a way of making more of an old car. Uh, and it either has to be honest about the fact that it is a continuation, so it's not part of that production run, or if you're like Jaguar and you actually have the chassis numbers for yeah. a bunch of D-types that were never made in period or XKSSs, you can actually legitimately make those. So you build a new car to the spec yeah, of the Because the chassis, the chassis numbers exist, yeah. so therefore you can apply those to, the, to vehicles you build now. The resto mod is when you take normally a more modern vehicle and dress it in a way that it looks older, so you have you know, you should be having your cake and eat it. Dynamically, you've got something that's a bit newer, but it looks old and has all the charm of an older car. Mm. So, yeah, we had some out for a forthcoming magazine piece for the mag, and they were fascinating cars. And they, they, had, all, they had all bases covered. So, effectively, they had a DB5, which is the James Bond... £3.3 million pound car. So that's a continuation car? That's a continuation With car. a bit of a twist, because you've got the gadgets on it. It's got all the gadgets on it. It's 3.3 million quid. And if you had the money, you probably... Mm. You, well, you might do. If you, oh, hang you, on, you, you said 3.3 million quid. Ridiculous sum of money. Didn't you have a look at the gadgets and then decide it was worth every penny? Yeah, I just thought... If, if you were... If you were a billionaire looking to carry favour with your children, you'd, you'd buy one tomorrow, wouldn't you? you? You very succinctly described the differences between the three strategies. You've got a, a classic, a continuation, and a, and a rest one. There should be another one in there, which is represented by GTO Engineering, which is someone's just gone out and built an exact replica, yeah. and a replica's the word. So it's a nut and bolt vehicle that's identical to, what, to, the, to the car that it's based on. But wasn't that the one you wished had a bit more juice? Yeah, but, but actually... It, the, the GTO Engineering 250 short wheelbase is entirely true to the original vehicle. It just mm. shows you how bent the modern racing versions yeah. have become. Because yeah. it had, you know, probably 250 horsepower, didn't feel that quick, but it was just gorgeous and it, yeah. it looked wonderful. So it, it felt like an honest driving experience. But then you jump into Alphaholics GTAR, oh. which is probably the most extreme expression of that type of car. How did it work on the road? Because I drove really one good. briefly on the track and it just changed my world. On the road, it's amazing because it's so light and the boys are so clever. There's a lot of billet aluminium parts in the suspension now yeah. and there's, you know, very expensive dampers. The thing, and the shell's stiff. So it goes down a road amazingly. I mean, did you see, uh, when you spoke to Gordon Murray, did he rock up in his Alphaholics? No, he's he showed got, me some pictures of it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Gorgeous little he's, Zagato R bright green thing. Well, he's basically got their all their know-how wrapped yeah. in a Zagato body. Oh, it's perfect. That was amazing. I suppose the resto mods were represented by a singer. Yeah, we all know I think about S the singer. singer kind of, well, they certainly popularised the idea because they're the ones that gave it that attention to yeah, detail I think you're right, that we'd to, never to, seen. Again, good use of the word, pop, they popularised it. They made it big business mm. and made people think, well, oh, there's more legs in this. But the other car in the test were probably the first ones to do it, which is Eagle E-Type. Yeah. So Eagle, for a long time, oh. have been doing... You know, Henry's been doing his thing and making some beautiful cars. But mm. we had a speedster there. No, yeah. sorry, a low drag, they call it. Yeah, the, the coupe. Right? Oh, my God. 1.2 million. There's something, because I, I saw one of those the other day, actually, and I just walked around it. There are, there are angles on that car that are just should be illegal. 
and and the engine is that that those Jag engines have been you know the wide angle four liters have been developed to a point where they produce a reliable 400 horsepower. The thing doesn't weigh much. Yeah. Gearing's nice and long to schlep down to the south of France. What a thing! I I was blown away by it. Yeah, and you, very yeah. very quick steering on the road, but but I. I just thought it was stunning. The fit and finish and the attention to detail, just stunning. I think they've really cranked up production now to four cars a year. Yeah. That's all it needs to do. Mm. It's, it's, it's a, that's, it's a that's beautiful, right beautiful thing. Yeah. So as, as a whole, if, if they are effectively, the genre is drive something that looks old, yeah. but, but has the reliability of a modern car. Yeah. That's what you're saying. And I don't want to do too much modern supercar bashing today, but no. it does highlight some shortfalls in the in the new you know faster faster philosophy of, all of, of them all of those cars the aston martin probably is the weakest at this that they all make you think most modern supercar hypercars miss the point for road mm. driving yeah because they're so much fun that little alpha if you break down driving into its its most basic components mm-hmm. basically moving your arms which, and legs which are yeah sort of yeah. steering gear change and what you feel through your ass and what you feel through Noise. your hands exactly all those yeah. things then that's one of the best cars on sale regardless yeah. of price regardless actually that was the um, that was the bargain of the test wasn't it yeah that's sort what 250 250 yeah they're gorgeous the two surprises that i had from that group were i didn't realize how much i'd appreciate the honesty of the gto car because it was it wasn't trying to be anything other than an exact representation of what the cut what a short wheelbase was like when it was new. Yeah. So they hadn't tried to pimp it at all. So right. a, a mint classic car that just works. Yeah, basically. I mean you just use it the way you would. If yeah. you had a real steel-bodied short wheelbase, what's that? Five million quid. Yeah. If you've got one of those, well, yeah. buy one of these for less than a tenth of the well, tenth of the price and, yeah. and thrash it around. So I, and I love the honesty of it. And the other thing that was the other one that was that I was surprised by was just how fast and potentially long-legged, because I didn't go very far in it, the, yeah. the, the Eagle E-type was. Oh, really? Just. You don't, you don't think fast, you think sensational. Good. It was bloody, Sounds good. you just got in it, great sound, then you just look down that long bonnet and you yeah. just think, the prow's rising as you accelerate, you think, just aim it for Nice and yeah. go. <laughs> just and I, I thought it was gorgeous and the fit and finish was stunning, but then it should be for 1.2 million. All right, so here's a bit of fun to finish on. Um, resto mods, all right? So, Chris Howes, you've got to create your perfect resto mod, use the ingredients from any car you want, stick them together. It can't exist already. You know, so I can go first if you if you want me to. Go on then. So I, I, I haven't idea. prepared any of these. They're just going to come out of my head. Exactly. So yeah. Neither have I. This is uh, no. So I'm thinking Kuntash. Yeah. You know, early Kuntash. So LP 400. Yeah. No wings or arches. Um, V12 from a from an F12 manual gearbox. Got to have the engine from the same make. You don't have to. I think you do. Absolutely the, not. I think you do for these. Look, look, look I'm making the rules up. This Go is on. my game. So I'll have a Ferrari engine in the back of a Lamborghini with a manual gearbox with a bit of power steering. And it's a front end, so, so you want the engine out of a front front engine car and put it in the back. So wow. it's going to be long around straight away. It's not going to work. Look, when, you, when you're paying not, millions of pounds, he's Chris... He's not thought about this, has he? He's not thought about this at all. Okay, well, let's... Come on. Let's okay, give, give so, us a more I'm going to bend your rules or I'm going to tighten them. I think it has to be... For me, when you resto mod, ideally, unless you're going down the 2JZ route where you just lob <laughs> Japanese something into anything, I think I'm ser- I think a 500E, so a W124 500E with the current uh, stupid AMG, whatever it is, you know, yeah. the 600 and something horsepower, v, uh, the 4-litre V8. 4-litre V8, so the yeah. So the E63 engine in one of those would be great. New, um, new Black Series, flat plane crank. 
seven hundred. Yeah, I mean power. that'd be too much. Bit much. So Bit and much. also it wouldn't sound right. So I think one of those. The other one I'd love to do a two hundred five GTI. Well, you know, a shell with how about Honda Type R. Now we're talking, so you're mixing it up, gear. you're having some fun. That one you'd have to because Peugeot's got nothing of any great... And also you want, the, you want the Honda gear change yep, as well. Yep. Yeah.